metamorphosis. So speak a word that will hasten the change from where we are to where you want us to be. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. In chapter 1, we have dealt with God relaying to us who we now are in Christ, even if we don't act like it. <laughs> he, he explains spiritual truths that if we are saved, the, the, what he has done in our spirit, and it is yet being worked out in our daily living. We talked about a house that had been remodeled and everything was torn down to its framework. And, and my nephew built it back up and it literally changed the entire house. And the value of the house was sky high. Last week I told you, I showed you some butterflies, some caterpillars. <laughs> And, and, and I said that when they are spun up in that cocoon, that a change happens in such a way it becomes a new creature. And literally, your born-again experience, God says, I have made you a new creature in your spirit. Something that can't be undone, cannot be undone. A butterfly cannot go back to a caterpillar. That right there is a monarch butterfly, and that's a monarch caterpillar. The caterpillar becomes the butterfly, but the butterfly cannot go back being a caterpillar. The caterpillar eat up everything. The butterfly pollinates everything. Oh, y'all don't get that. One eats up everything. The other one gives life to other flowers. I got to ask you a question. Are you a taker or a giver? Are, are we blessers or cursers? Do, 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 do we depart in the people's life or do we depart death by the words we say? My, my question, your attitude, are you a butterfly or a caterpillar? What we see here is that caterpillar that is eating that leaf actually becomes that butterfly that has transparent wings. With a red trim. Have you ever seen a before and after picture? <laughs> Let me ask you if I took a picture of you before Christ and a picture of your life, hold on, hold on, hold on, your mouth after Christ, would there be a change? Oh, shut your mouth. I just heard somebody say, shut your mouth, preacher. Now nah, we got to go on. Next picture. Would, 
We, we, are, we are on display. Did you know that the caterpillar is purposed by God, an insect, to give us an example what, what is happening with us in the spirit? Being yeah. say a solid rock. And, 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 and what she's saying, what have you placed, not just your, your faith in for salvation, but your whole life in? What is the essence of everything you do? Some of us trust Christ for salvation, but we ain't trusting him for anything else. We, we, don't, just, we don't trust him like that. We, we can't give up that much. We can't let go of who we are. And, and we just say, well, it's just who I am. That's not who you was made to be. My, my question is that we are between two worlds, the darkness and light. Everything is, and when I say dark, darkness is the absence of light. And the only light there is is Christ. That's why good religion is still dark. Because if, if Christ is not the center of it, even when you're doing good, it's coming from a source of darkness. It's not, it's not right and wrong. It's dark and light. Wrong can't, darkness can't be right. And light can't be wrong. And the only source of light is God, is, is, is Christ talking to a person. And, I, and, I, and, I, and they said, Tracy, I've seen some demons. I said, I said, really? Then they went on to say, they are darker than dark. And I said to myself, they've seen some demons because I've seen the same thing. Let me explain. We can shut all the windows, turn off all the light, make sure that there's no presence of light in this room to the place where you can't see your hand in front of your face. And if a demon's in the room, it's darker than the dark that you would still see the profile of the demon. It is translucent, but darker than dark. And the only person that would know that is people who have seen it. Why? Because they left their proper position. They left that there was light. Satan, Lucifer was a light that when he left, he became darker than dark. So when we talk about evil, we talk about the total absence of anything that represents God. And we're going to play with sin? And we're going to play with evil? And, and, we, and we think it's cute. How can I say? We don't even know what we're playing with. Lord, forgive us for our ignorance. Let me show you something. They have sent a telescope up in the sky 
and the telescope is, 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 is showing pictures far beyond what we have ever seen before. Have y'all seen that? Well, I got some pictures that show that. That is, that is stars, that's planets, that's suns, that's galaxies, that is, that, is, that is gases in the atmosphere. And scripture said that God is still unfolding. <laughs> He's still rolling out. Hold on, hold on. You got to catch this. For us, when we come into who we are, Isn't that glorious? Yeah. Go, go, go another picture. Go another picture. Listen, they, they haven't even scratched the surface. This is farther than they have ever seen. And you think your God is too small for your problem? Show me another picture. Hold on, hold on. That's not in the sky. That's a cell in your human body. Under super hyper microscope. That's why there's electrical currents going through your body because you are alive. Ephesians chapter 2, 10 says that, that, that we are his masterpiece. Hold on, go, go, go show me the DNA. This is in you. Your DNA has every information about you. A supercomputer does not hold as much information as the DNA strands that's in you. Hold on now. I'm not even talking about your spirit. I'm talking about your human body that God made out of dust. What I'm trying to get us to understand is how precious we are in God's sight and that we are made to the glory of his praise. We are wonderfully and, 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 and we, we can't even imagine science and doctor are trying to discover, still trying to discover about the human body. And we allow the devil and this world to speak negativity to us. We put our mouth on other people that is made in the image of God. And you know what? I haven't even tapped into your spirit yet. If God has put this much beauty in a body that's going to go back to dust. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. If God has taken this much in, in trees, intrinsic interest in how our body 
in your spirit. And you think that, that, that he don't care about you? And hold on, hold on. And you allow yourself to talk negative and down about you? And you rather believe the, the thoughts and words of other people than believe that God said, you're chosen, you're ordained, you're I made you, you're mine. You for my glory. I created you for myself. I, I think, I think, I think that we need to renew our minds as Romans chapter 12, verse, verse 2 says, because our thinking is messed up. And the part of the devil that if he can't get you back and saved, and he can't, but is to mess up your mind. The conform of this world. The pattern of this world is this. It's trying to find yourself either within yourself or something outside of this world, in this world. You know what that's like? I just pulled this bag out of my pocket. It's trying to find myself. In an empty bag. We all been there. Some of us are still there. And you wonder why you frustrated. It's not in a person. It's not in how much money you got. It's not in what sex or agitation you in. It's in him. It's in him. We are so, hold on, you know, I expect the world to be messed up. But I'm afraid instead of the world falling us, we're falling the world. Uh, we don't know who we are or whose we are. I think even, you know, it's funny. You know, we were wondering, you know, a pandemic, and, and, and we were reaching teaching. The young lady came in and found me. She said, I thought it was all over with because they're not talking about it no more. I said, they're not talking about it because it's old news. But it's not over. Now they're talking about monkeypox. Do, do, do you get the suspicion that God is shaking our bag to let us know there's nothing in there? <laughs> I, I, I got the suspicion that whatever you have placed your faith in, your trust in, your confidence in, that is not Jesus, you know, you know what? I hear bag raggling. <laughs> I don't hear change. Because it's empty. Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes, here he is. He's, he's a, he, he, he has come to himself, but he old. He's been a rich, wise, foolish man. 
tried everything. And he says, I tried everything. He said, the conclusion of all things is to live a good life and know God and serve him. When are we even in the church? Gonna say, Lord, it's you. When are we gonna quit putting our eggs in empty baskets? They got a hole at the bottom. My, my brother and sisters, to be honest with you, we are God's prized jewel creation. Even in the pictures that I showed you of the universe and the galaxies and all that, it pales in comparison to what God has established, what he's trying to do in you. Yes. Hey, 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 sister, sister, I said that happened to film you yesterday. You know, I, I explained the fact that God trusted her with sickness and trouble because he knew that no matter what he threw at her, at the end of the day, she was going to praise him. <laughs> she, he, he knew that as she was standing in the universe, and watch this, angels and demons are watching what comes out of your mouth when things don't go your way. When Satan was bragging and said, I've been tearing your people up, God said, have you considered <laughs> my boy? <laughs> have you considered my homie? <laughs> have you considered my running buddy? Job over there, and God, and, and the devil got mad and said, yeah, I tried. But you got your hands on him. You got your favor on him. What we expect is this. Yes, when you live right, God gives you favor. God places hands on you. But, but understand that the more favor you have, the more he blesses you, the more God has to allow things to test you so that people can see you hold on to your faith when it's not convenient. Anybody can say hallelujah when it's going good. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes your blessings can become your curse because you think it's done because you all that. But let me tell you, you're not all that. God is just that good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything we got, everything we hope to get is the goodness of God that, that, that wants to bless us. But our faith is the only thing you can give back to God. And that is more brilliant. That is more glory than everything I have shown you. Here we are. And in the text, when Jesus is here, he will look like any of us, but when the demons saw him, they 
automatically recognized him. What we see is the natural. What they saw was the spiritual. I've been watching my, my, my little nephew, and it's amazing. See, he hasn't been contaminated much yet. He's only six months. But you know what he does? He stares at the lights. There's something about the lights. John tells us that Jesus is the light of the world. If you ever saw an angel, an angel is, is, is like Jesus that on the Mount of Transfiguration that he shined like the sun and, and it shined even through the clothes. It was dazzling white. Um, you cannot even imagine. Not white, but light. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what they saw? Light. Philippians chapter 2 says this. It says, he says, he says, verse 12, he says, work out your own salvation, which is in you. Not, not work for salvation, but let the salvation, the, the, the seed of light, the, the, the presence of God that is in you, let it be worked through you so that as it works its way out of you, people will see your light shine. Matthew chapter 6, let's, let's keep that in context. He said, he said, you are the salt of the earth. Salt means you have a flavor to you. Matter of fact, your presence ought to change the atmosphere. That's power. That's power. Matter of fact, he said, when salt loses its power, it's good for nothing but to throw out now hold on, look at, the, look at the contrast. When it has power, it preserves, and it saves, and it gives, and it gives flavor. Instead of, before they came up with ice, they would pack meat and stuff in salt. And salt will keep it from spoiling, salt will keep it from spoiling, mildewing, it was a way of preserving. So the church, those that are, we are preservers. But it says when it loses its power, you throw it on the ground, you throw it on the side of the walkway because it will kill weeds trying to grow up. Do you see one is keeping, the other one is killing. Hold on, let's, let's, go, let's, let's go deeper. Proverbs says that, that, that power, the power of life and death is in. That's what it says. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Watch this. Now, and those who indulge in whichever way you choose to use it, you eat it. Amen. Oh, 
How much time I got? I got so much to preach, I can't preach it all. You know, I, I see this. My, my son's baby, six months, he, when he, when he, when he, when you hold him, he stands with his head up. He's not even standing yet. You got to hold him. His chest out and his arms back. His mom said, Dad, look at him. He, he, his profile is straight up. He already positioned himself like he's somebody. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all, y'all, y'all going on ahead of me. But hold on. He didn't get that on his own. His parents, and we all are pouring into him, speaking into his spirit, who he is. At six months, he is I said, look at the boy, look at the boy. <laughs> you know what's going on? We are using the power of what the word says without understanding the power of it. Sometimes you just got to do it whether you understand it or not. If the word of God says do it, you need to do it. That's why some of us are walking around with our heads down, our back bent over, because we're speaking negative to, to, to everyone and to ourselves. And what you don't know is coming back. You can watch people and you know what's in their heart before it comes out of their mouth because it's in the way they carry themselves. You can't tell me. You got God on your mind. Yet that you're praising him and you look like you sucking lemons all the time. Impossible. Impossible. You know, no, God will give you joy when on the outside there's nothing to have joy about. I know there's some folks in here, and folks know what you're going through, they wouldn't believe it. But because you keep your eyes on him. Hallelujah. Hold on, I said, I said, I've never seen somebody go through as much as Sister Hamilton. Y'all don't know the story. And then there's another story that most people don't know about. If anybody had a reason to give up, to be mad, to have a bad attitude, it's her. I, I told her, I said, I said, I said, I said, God will place people in our lives because when you go to Hebrews chapter 12, when we talk about that color, when they're not watching us from heaven. That's not what it's saying. 
You got to connect chapter 11 with chapter 12 and know that there's no chapter breaks and verse breaks. And what the whole segment of the writer of Hebrews is talking about, you got people in your midst that you know that's been living the faith, that's been trusting God, that has an expectation on the table that is full of love. And you look at them in wonderment and wonder how they do it. Their God is keeping them. There's grandmamas, there's mamas, there's granddad. There's somebody in your life that you can look at and say, there's no other explanation other than your faith in Christ makes you who you are. I think we're going to be charged with not paying attention. Because some of us who have the best examples didn't catch it. You ought to catch faith. You ought to catch trusting God. You have seen enough. You have experienced enough that there's no reason that you should be doubting the power of God. I can say that about all of us. I can say that about me. My brothers and sisters, this is what she was saying. She said, I'm wrapping you, I'm folding you up in love and prayer. Keep looking up. Am I right about it? Family, am I right about it? What she was telling us was her recipe for how she lived an overflowing life in Christ Jesus. You can't get what you don't have. You can't fake that. Oh, you can fake Sunday morning. You can even fake Bible study if you're good. You can fake reading the Bible, but it's the Bible in you. That he got you. Here she's saying, because he got me wrapped, I'm wrapping you. Because I trust him regardless of what I go through. Read her in the last few years. I would call her up, she said, call me, and what she wanted me to do was to pray and usher her in the presence of God. We would pray, and in the midst of the prayers, I'm praying God to hold her. This is your daughter, Father, your peace, your presence. The Holy Spirit will fall on me, and when it fell on me, I know it fell on her. And all of a sudden, she would just start praising God in the middle of the prayer. And what I would do is stay there. I talk to you later. And I back out as she prays and got in this prayer, the manifest presence of her God. Because that's the type of relationship she had with her God. You know what? Nothing else mattered. You know what? She was completely satisfied. 
Her spirit was stronger than anything that could happen to her body. Her spirit was stronger than anything the doctors didn't say or say. Give me the, the, the picture of the statue. Let me ask you, what's coming out your mouth? You know what? This is a contrast between dark and light. You know what you are? You are between. You got dark in the old man, but you got light in the new man. It's not, I'm being good, I'm doing work. It's, no, are you flowing out of light or darkness? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I said, you can do church in the dark. Hold on, Judas spent three and a half years with the apostles and he was dark. And the only one that caught it was Jesus. See, I'm not asking you to look at nobody else. I'm asking us to look at Time is out for you to judge anybody else when you got mess in your own place. I don't ever look for church to go back the way it used to be because God wasn't satisfied with the way it was used to be. God has said, are you real yet? Are you chasing me yet? Are you renewing your mind yet? Are you seeking me not just as your resource, your source? Are you finding your identity and who you are in Christ Jesus and not in the things of this world? Are you on the solid rock that can't be shaken? Have you gotten real? Are you working on pulling off the old man so you can walk in the new man? Hold on, are you loving yet? Do you got my joy yet? Do you got my peace yet? Are you chasing me? Are you chasing someone or something? It is funny how the dark would trick you. Where my bag at? I thought I saw something. Huh? Huh? So if I do put something of myself in it, it comes out anyway. You know what I'm learning? The hardest thing 
What gives God the hardest problem is our pride. Amen. 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 See, we talk about homosexuality and, and, and that sin, huh? He's he a whoremonger. And how about your pride? Because to be honest with you, pride makes you hold on to what you think you got. Hold on now. Even, even when there's a hole in it, you still try to hold on to it because you're too prideful to say there's nothing in there. That's everything. That could be anything. That's all of us. I can't point at you. Because I got to deal with me. See, if I hit everybody else, I don't hit the core of our problem. Did I miss Almost everybody in church. But, but when I'm doing what I'm doing now, all of us got hit. You can ignore it if you want to. You can act like it's not talking to you. But I'm talking to your spirit. I hear him saying, I'm making you ready because I'm going to present you as my bride. I, I hear him saying, church, I'm speaking words into your spirit. And I'm telling you, as Ephesians chapter 5 says in, 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 in the message, he said, I'm making you dazzling. I'm making you beautiful. I, I am speaking into you who you are. Are you listening? He said, instead of hearing all the other voices, why don't you listen to my voice because I'm going to give you everything you need to become who you're supposed to be. I hear in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, it says, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask according to the power of God. That is already in us. I hear it says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 21, the message says, Glory be on the God. Glory be in the church. Glory be from millennial millennium. Glory be to God. To the praise of his glory, we've been called. When we begin to do this with everything in our lives, to you be the glory. God will begin to take you where you've never been. You will begin to experience him like you never had. He'll begin to satisfy your soul. First, heal your soul. Then satisfy your soul like you've never been satisfied before. And he will make himself 
more real. More real to us. Where we would say everything to your glory, Lord. I live to your glory, Lord. Because the more I lift you, the more you feel me. I don't know who you are that is watching, but I hope you know Jesus. I pray you know Jesus. And if you don't, you've been, you've been looking in your bags and have not found what you needed. I have come to say it's in Jesus. It's in nobody but Jesus. If you, the Bible says if you confess Jesus with your mouth, repent of your sins and say, I'm sorry, Lord, I give my life to you, believing that he died for your sins and rose again, and you confess it with your mouth and believe in your heart that you shall be saved. If you call the 400 number, 5131, someone will call you back and they will pray with you. They will talk with you. Please, please, don't, don't, don't continue to grope in darkness. Because all of life without Christ is dark. In the house, if there's someone here, you're you out of church fellowship, you're not sure about your salvation, you want a minister to pray with you, if you want to join, uh, or you just, you know you don't know him, and you want to say that prayer, he will be outside in the vestibule by the water fountain, and he will pray with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give God some praise. And how give God some praise. Hallelujah. And he's changing me. He's changing me. Say that with me. He's changing me. Lord, change me even more. Lord, have your way. Father, even now. Lord, allow this word to keep preaching in our spirits. Take a hold of us and let it not leave us alone. We are desperately in need of you, Jesus. We are desperately needing to find our purpose, who we are, who we was created to be in you because we was created to be for you. You're the only one that satisfies. You're the only one that can fill us. You're the only one that can bring about a change. Lord, have your way. Lord, thank you for your patience. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Lord, that you're calling us. You're holding your hands out to us. Let us hear you. And see you like never before. Lord, touch and be glorified by our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Give God some praise. Thank you for joining. Thank you for supporting. I share with somebody. See you next week. Got a blessing.